0: Welcome to the podcast. It's Milk and Screams. Jacob and Kyle. Kyle and Jacob. Again? That's us. There was no again. I didn't even say okay.
1: No, I'm just saying
0: <laughs> we're here again. We are here again. Back just in your ears. To? Welcome to the pod. That's what I'm calling the podcast now. It's also...
1: What about a cast? You cannot call it no, a cast? No, we have to call it the or p- a d- cast. I, I
0: also want to call the apartment now. I want to call it the pod. I want that to be the name of the place that we live in.
1: What about the pod studio? Because it also is. <laughs> <laughs> the whole apartment is our pod studio. Oh, it's really, got a kitchen, two bedrooms. Really
0: only this table is the pod studio. <laughs> Everything else has nothing to do with the podcast. Whenever
1: we give tours, we have to just gesture to this table and say, oh, there's the podcast studio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so do you say, I couldn't really tell. Do you say tour or tour?
1: Oh, geez. This again. Tour is what I thought I just said
0: i can't even tell it is it are you are you more towards the tour or more towards the tour you know
1: towards the tour the tour yeah you know, <laughs> you know you feel me towards the tour i feel like tour is what i normally would say tour although we can't rewind live right now and find out what i just said <laughs> I, feel I might like, have said tour
0: i feel like you said tour i say tour
1: i don't yeah i mean that's a southern thing that doesn't surprise me okay
0: i don't that's the I. We had a conversation like this two days ago or something
1: about. We just dove into this rabbit hole, just dove right into it, and just we're discussing how English words are, and that's our thing too. We we just find way. We always say it differently. Like if we our notorious one is, uh, the word that's spelled P E C A N. Oh good, um, you know what? This, been, this
0: alone could take up a podcast we, we've episode. We've been fighting
1: about this for years now. Gr- granted, I have graciously given because Kyle's actually pulled up the dictionary and said, this is how it's pronounced in the dictionary. But I, it's obviously a regional thing how you pronounce that word. I say pecan because I'm not a lunatic.
0: You're just wrong.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not wrong.
0: I'm okay with being a lunatic but also being right. If you're just going w- willing to willingly admit that I'm right and call me a lunatic, I'll take that every day.
1: I would make this a podcast episode if we hadn't been talking about it for like five years. (laughs) So I'm done talking about it. But those kinds of things, we always talk about them. And they were always on the opposite side. we are never like, yeah, we both say pillow. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's,
0: okay. I get onto a lot of my friends for saying milk with an E. It's milk. It's spelled with an I. But he came in the other day and said the word pillow. And then I punched him and I said, hey, (laughs) it's pronounced pillow. It's spelled with an I and then i think he yelled at me and then we started talking about the word root or route and we somehow got to the conclusion that it's dependent on the sentence that you're saying like you say route 66 for a road but if you're talking about like a proverbial route like the different educational routes we've taken you say route not root i don't know how we got there it was like a 45 minute conversation we we, should have turned the microphones on we
1: turn we talk about those things for way too long we waste so much time talking about the english language and you know what i feel like people who made the english language were like hey we should make words that don't make sense on purpose <laughs> so kyle and jacob will argue about it and I, that's why we started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> um we're very excited to be back one's in full swing and it's it's looking it's looking been, like a lot of the same it's been a
0: doozy been a doozy
1: um speaking of doozies I'd I like to bring a story to you guys' attention. Uh,
0: I really don't want to talk
1: about it. Um, from last week. And this story requires a little bit of context and a little bit of grossness that I, I, I've i gotten into in other podcast episodes, I'm sure, at this point. Um, Probably. Talking about my bowel movements.
0: Woohoo. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
1: welcome to the pod.
0: <laughs> We're starting off with jacobs bms
1: so if you know me you know that i do not poop gracefully <laughs> i do not i i think i'm gonna die every time i poop <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much my life at this point point. and i have sought after solutions i i've climbed mountains i've searched in the valleys <laughs> for solutions to my issues because my issue doesn't just lie in the fact that I retch and I groan when I poop. I'm in immense pain when I poop. My rectum is just not the, the prettiest sight to see. I've searched for solutions, and I've often been told, Jacob, you need to get a bidet. It's been my – my, my, like not my mantra, but like, it's been like the most common solution to these issues has been get a bidet, and it helps. It helps with, you know – booty itch. It helps with of course. cleanliness. It helps with everything. And some people just literally take, sh- your brother just takes showers after he poops, no matter what. He poops at home and checks his shower. Yeah, the man
0: poops. won't poop in public. And then when we get home, we're all wanting to shower, but he goes in the bathroom first and then he takes about half an hour to poop and then another 45 minutes to shower. And... It's a little excessive. It's a little much. Well, I don't really appreciate it.
1: I, I think he and I just are men with similar boots.
0: You, you, you guys just pass stool so aggressively, but still it takes so long.
1: Well, anyways, um, back like last year in like September or October, I was gifted a bidet. And it's a very simple thing to install. If you don't know what a bidet is, it's like an installation that you put into your toilet that sprays r- water right into your ass crack like just sick right there. And it cleans you very well, very thoroughly. And you really, some people don't use toilet paper after they use the bidet. They literally don't because it cleans them that well. Now I got a very cheap bidet. And like I said, it's a very simple installation. Your toilet essentially has like one little pipeline of water that goes in there. You turn that pipeline off, you drain the toilet, and then you just like lift, you take off the seat, put the bidet there, attach the seat back on top of the bidet and then you just put the little pipe. What what is it called? Like the valve? No, it's a, There's a word for it.
0: The you're talking about the like the nut that you screw on.
1: Yeah, but there's like a, a piece in the middle where you put the nut.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways,
1: <laughs> you screw some things together. It's literally super simple. It should have taken me 30 minutes, right? And I asked for Kyle's help because I'm useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. The first part went off without a hitch. I thought getting the toilet seat off was going to be impossible, but it was super easy, kind of gross, but we got to clean everything out in there, get, make my toilet look really nice and clean. So after we did that, we attached the toilet seat and the bidet back. like We got it all nice and neat. And We're like, okay, now we got to do the, the plumber stuff or whatever. We drained the toilet. We turned the water supply all the way off. Everything was going fine. There was still a little bit of water left in the toilet, so when we unscrewed the bottom of the toilet to like, get the pipeline in there, water started leaking out. No big deal. There's only so much water in the toilet. Kind of to be expected.
0: To be expected. You're moving stuff off a toilet. You're unscrewing. You're thinking, there's a lot of water here and some falls. And you're thinking.
1: At least it's clean water. And
0: and you're thinking, I'm a working man. This happens and toilet water is on me. I'm not going to call my dad. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: So I screw everything. (laughs) Foreshadowing. (laughs) Foreshadowing. I screw everything back together and I turn the water supply on stuff starts trickling out from where the valves and nuts are connected no big deal the instructions said this might happen if things are screwed on too tight or too loose so i turn the valve off allegedly allegedly (laughs) some (laughs) may say i try to unscrew the nut and there's so much pressure behind it and lo and behold i unscrew and water starts pouring out of the valve
0: and at this point it's a it's a fast pour. And this, this this is an amount of water where now we're going okay not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of panic.
1: Well, and the thing is we live in an apartment complex. So, we don't know if we're technically allowed to install bidets and in toilets. No idea. And, and we don't know if like they have like we don't know anything about plumbing. So, we don't know if they're like, you know, there's reasons why like if the valve gets turned a certain way, it won't, you know, Close so I mean i'm I'm putting every thought in my head like why is not the why is the valve not closing? It literally works like your water hose at home. you turn it all the way one way, water's on, you turn it all the way the other way, water's off, so I'm turning, and I can't turn it anymore, and there's water still pouring out from the from the wall, and it's flooding my bathroom floor Eventually, Kyle's like panicked, and I'm like, if Kyle's panicked and he's super smart, <laughs> now I should be screaming like I should be running around like scared. And I feel so bad because this is gonna be a huge mess. So we use some quick thinking, we get buckets, and we pour the bucket underneath while Kyle's trying to figure out the mechanisms and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it literally is super simple. We can't, like, it can't be made any simpler.
0: No, like, and this is, this is the height of embarrassment for me. So, in my lifetime. Okay,
1: so, like I said, the water's the water's flooding my bathroom. I'm pouring water into the bathtub, like, in bucketfuls. Kyle's just trying his best to get everything off and, like, try and just... We're we're, we're done with the bidet. We've given up on the bidet. We unhook everything for the bidet, and then we just try and just put it back into the toilet. We yeah, can't I was just trying it. to
0: connect everything back to the original way that it was. And everything connects, and then I get the last nut on there, and there's still just water just spraying out of it. Because I'm just... I'm screwing a nut onto... Um, onto the thread that's above it going into the toilet, which, you know, should keep all the water going through and it doesn't. It's spraying everywhere.
1: Oh, and, and should we also mention
0: it's like nine forty-five at night. It was semi late like, and I wasn't having it at that point. Like
1: we both were, and we both had, you know, been working day I don't know if we started school yet, but I was, I, I worked all day. I was exhausted. I was like, it should take like 15 minutes. We'll be done in and out. And I was like. We, we're we gonna have to call a plumber. Like there's, the water's not turning off and we have no access to so the outside to just turn the water off completely to our apartment. And so like, we're just like thinking, we're just like, okay, we're just gonna have to call a plumber. And Kyle gets his phone and we're like, it's gonna be a $200 for him to come out and just, you know, do some simple solution thing. And I'm just like, I'm already in debt. I'm just, like, about to start bursting into tears, and I'm like,
0: okay. We were really afraid we were going to have to pay, like, an emergency plumber for him to walk into the bathroom and then
1: turn the valve a
0: little harder than we were.
1: We were just scared we are going to break it. Yeah. And then then that would be even worse. So I was like, okay. Call my dad. (laughs) And I FaceTimed him. And he's at this huge party at church and like, I can't hear him. He can't hear me. And I'm like, oh no, like I need him at home on the couch so he can just like talk to me. And I hung up on him. I was just like about to start crying. I was so frustrated. I mean, we were in there for like 30 minutes trying to, we were fishing water out. We were just so distraught.
0: And at this point, the the bathroom floor is essentially flooded on our side at least. It kind of contained itself to our half of the bathroom. Which is good. But it was still like, the water level was, like, kind of, like, right at the top of our toes, which is a decent water level to be inside a bathroom floor. That's too high.
1: At least the at least the floor is sealed pretty well. Because, yeah. like, there was no, like, nowhere I was worried about water seeping through and, like, creating mold or anything like that. Finally, I get my dad on the phone where he can talk to me, and I'm like, remember that bidet you gave me, like, six months ago? <laughs> Trying to install it, like, and we can't get the water turned off? He's like, you're not turning it hard enough. And so Kyle gets down there, and I'm literally like, "Dad, we've been turning for, like, 20 minutes. There's just no way. And he's like, well, maybe it's rusted. I don't know. And Kyle's just, eh, and it turns off. And I'm like, okay, well, even still, we can't get it to screw on. And then, like, without a gushing water, he's like, well, you know, it was working before, wasn't it? Wasn't it working fine? And we're like, yeah. And, like, we take it out, and he just happens to see, because he would have been there for 20 minutes trying to figure it out. He's like, hold on, hold on. Kyle, show me that. And we're on FaceTime. So he shows me the bottom of it, and he's like, okay, there should be an O-ring that fits right in there. And Kyle immediately face palms. He's like, Where is it? And I was like, check the check the bidet, and like in the bidet, the O ring was sitting right in the inside of the threads. We took it out. Sure enough, (laughs) five minutes. And here's here's where my
0: height of embarrassment starts, right? (laughs) A, as I've mentioned on probably the first episode, I'm a mechanical engineering student, right? (laughs) So that should have been probably the first thing I thought of. Probably should have been the thing before the first thing I thought of, if that's even possible. That should have been an instant thought, right? Secondly, <laughs> and here's here's the kick, here's the worst part for me. All last semester, I'm in this big senior design project and the first five weeks I have to reverse engineer this Stopcock and Burette system. Half of it, if not more so, operates on the fact that there is a surface-on-surface connection, and there's liquid going through it. And the only way that you can have liquid not leak when you have a surface-on-surface connection is having a rubber stopper or an O-ring or something silicon rubber-based so that they seal together and water doesn't leak. So you would think that (laughs) while I'm screwing this metal piece onto a metal piece, knowing that surface-on-surface connection needs a rubber stopper, I would have looked at it and thought, oh, This is leaking once I screw it on tightly because there is no rubber stopper inside. I never thought anything close to that. And then the second he said it, like he said, I legitimately, I looked down to my feet in shame. And I really thought about just, like, not breathing for a couple (laughs) minutes. (laughs) I was so pissed at myself and at the situation and then some more at me. I was – I. I didn't even want to talk about this story, only because I'm just—I'm so mad that I didn't think of something so simple, and we could have figured this thing out in two minutes.
1: We were furious with ourselves. Like we were, like we laugh about it now. I mean, I say I laugh about it now because Cos laugh once laughed once the story. He said,
0: he said, "We should start this podcast. We should start this episode off with the story of the, of the day." And I again punched him, <laughs> and I, I, just, I, I don't want to do that, Jacob. I'd know. and here I we insisted.
1: are. I um, we were filled with shame. My dad just kind of laughed at us. And I was like, dude, we almost called the plumber. He said, never call a plumber. Because, like, I, I can't imagine if he came and just turned the dial harder uh-huh. and found the stopper. I'm like, oh, $200. And your
0: dad threatened to revoke my engineering <laughs> card. I don't even have it power. yet. I don't even have it yet. I'm going to graduate this semester. I don't, I don't have he it yet. He shows up on
1: your graduation. And he's like, ah, oh, I'll take that. <laughs>
0: Try again.
1: So... That that's a it's just a little funny story. I've been like searching for those kinds of stories to tell. We just haven't had that many adventures cuz we both were pretty busy. Yeah. So, I mean, I I thought that was a pretty funny story to tell on the podcast. So, yeah.
0: I just I'm just, I'm so mad. Can we move on? Can we move on to your thing?
1: Yes. <laughs> um like we mentioned last podcast, we've had like ideas since we started that we that are kind of like on the shelf. Um I have them written down in, like, a journal for the podcast, like a creative journal. Kyle has them stored in the deep archives of his whimsical brain. Well, I, uh, I got them written down in my notes on my phone. That, too. I don't have that great a memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of those ideas was to talk about curse words, swears. Um, What's another word for that? There's three words. I had them, like, in my brain.
0: Um. Oh, what is what is the word? Um...
1: Curses, swears.
0: I uh, I know what you're talking about. Vulgarity. Yeah, being vulgar. There you go. That's okay. a good one.
1: So, the reason why we're talking about this is because, um, while my vocabulary is somewhat particular, not particular, um, typical, uh, for a college-aged man who is just you know, living the hard just knocks, just living, just living, uh. What I mean to say is, my like my uh, vernacular spe- vernacular is very loaded with expletives. Uh, whereas my 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 good friend Kyle here, I have only heard him say what I would refer to as a cuss word, like meaning the the bombs, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe one time when he was furious.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't use them, really ever. It's just it's always been a part of me, and I, I don't know. I just I never changed i
1: guess i am mean, not
0: a i'm not i'm not a cussy boy
1: you're not a cussy boy cussy cussy but i thought it might be nice to go through like because i'm i'm very fascinated with language especially the english language like we just quit kind of talking about like yep. how how words sound and how speech works if compared to writing pardon me and i was curious about curse words because obviously words and definitions change over time and i was curious like when did curse words start becoming bad? How does someone decide they're bad?
0: Exactly, and that, that's something I've thought about too, especially leading up to this, is because, you know, A, their origin, kind of where do they come from? Because mm-hmm. someone just decided to say just a random noise, right, in frustration or in, in disregard to something and just made some random noise at some point, if that be the origin of the word. Mm-hmm. And then he or someone else decided, hey, I don't like that, and then that first guy was like, "Why not? I just made it up right now." And then the second guy goes, "Because I, I'm pretty sure I'm offended by it." And then so then they called it a bad word.
1: Um, you're very close. That's kind of what happened, but it's it's actually, it kind of roots back to our good friend capitalism. Um, I,
0: Duke,
1: <laughs> Jacob, I'm already mad. <laughs> when, what are no, you talking about? I, I said kind of. You have to like. You know how they have, like, the board with, like, it's, like, connections and they have, like, Just red yarn. Red yarn. You have to, like, make some, you know, really long – you have to reach a little bit. All right.
0: All right. I will hear you out.
1: Yes. And we've agreed that this was going to be an episode of the podcast, and it's funny because Netflix literally just released a series called The History of Swear Words where they go through, like, seven or eight of them, and they have comedians and historians and linguists talk about swear words in depth. I purposefully didn't watch the entire episode just because – I didn't want, like, all of my research to come from just a Netflix special. Uh, And plus, it's a little bit cringy. um, But I did research online, and I did research on two words in specific, words that I find uh, most people find to be the most vulgar or offensive. Right. And also, um, there are just two words that I think, when you think of curse words, those are the words you think of. Um, Because I've heard you say, like, Piss. Mm. And like on occasion you'll say ass.
0: Um, I've probably said that once out loud and it was probably a joke that I had heard that just doesn't hit the same without it.
1: Right. And, and that's another thing too. Like sometimes like you hear words like that and like they don't like you can't, you can't say frick the police. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, like there, I'll get to that too because, um, there's like quotes from the show that I watched that were like really interesting when you talk about curse words. Um, Let's just dive into it. I, I, I'm really excited. Go for I, it. Hit me, hit me. Hit me with some. Hit
0: me with some intro knowledge. I think.
1: I think you'll be really intrigued by this.
0: I. I think a lot of what you're gonna say, just about how, the origins of curse words, is probably, probably an area that I have a very minimal amount of knowledge mm-hmm. because, they're words that I don't care about and I've never looked into. Like I've looked into other words, that I thought were interesting. Where the heck did they come from? You know. Like, all the ones that Shakespeare made of. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's the one that invented the word assassination, mm. right? And I think that's interesting. I just don't care about these words because I don't use them, but I'm interested in their origins regardless. Yes. So, so let's do it.
1: So um, I'd just like to ask you a question that uh, I thought was very interesting at first when I when I did research on this episode. Who do you think of the actors, the male actors? Okay has cursed the most in movies. Samuel L Jackson. Samuel L Jackson, that's your answer. Do you know what do you have a reason why?
0: If only for pulp fiction alone, I would say Samuel L Jackson. I mean, he's a very he's a very explicit person in general mm-hmm. and in a lot of his movies. Um and he's been in a lot of movies. So his just his movie count alone would probably raise that number. Yeah. Good or bad movies. I think if he's not number one, he might. He, I think he's high on the list.
1: He's number three, if I remember right. Okay, I'll take There's that. There's two people above him, I'll which surprised that. me like immensely. I just take another guess at who's number one. I just want to hear your guess, because oh, the, the, really... the number one surprised the hell out of me. Well,
0: I mean, I'm trying to also go out just off movie numbers. There's Kevin Bacon, but he doesn't really curse a lot in his movies. He's not on that list. Nope. Um, who else will be on that list? All I can think of now is Pulp Fiction is John Travolta, but he's not on the list nope. by any means because it's Greece. Um, who in the world? There's no way it's Nicolas Cage who did that. What? There's no way it's Nicolas Cage who no. did that show. No. I can't. Maybe Denzel Washington, but I don't think he's cursed in a lot of his movies either.
1: Uh, he might be like high on the list.
0: Jonah Hill. No way. He's
1: number one. Jonah Hill is number one. He broke the record for the most curse words in a movie with a hundred and seven. Was that super bad? It wasn't super bad. It was Wolf of Wall Street that he, he oh, broke okay. the record for that. But he's—I forget the number exactly—but he he crushes everybody else. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is second.
0: And okay, wow, they're both just Wolf of Wall Street boys. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, like Leo has cursed a lot just in. Progressive movie. And right. Leo has a big movie count. What surprised me is like Jonah Hill is very famous, but he, maybe a dozen and a half movies, like like a
0: dozen and a half.
1: Like 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 18 movies total. Right. Like, whereas Samuel L. Jackson has just this insane roster and he is known as the MFR man. Like that yeah. is his that is his like title. He's like MF and Snakes on MF <laughs> and playing MFR. Like that's his thing. I was genuinely shocked that it wasn't Samuel L. Jonah Jackson.
0: Jonah Hill, really. Because, I mean, he's got the Jump Street movies, which I'm sure I haven't seen them, but I'm sure that there's quite a bit of cursing on his end. Super bad, and then then Super Bad, you got Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, What other movies would he have cursed a lot in? Because I can think of ones where I can think of some animated ones that he didn't curse in.
1: Um, The animated ones, obviously, no. But he's, anyways, he's far and away the most cursy actor.
0: (laughs) The most cursy.
1: Um, so that's just a little fact that I'd like to share with you to start out. I think it's super, super funny and super, wow, super surprising. I, th- I thought it would have been, I thought Samuel Jackson would have smoked him. Right? Isn't that just like
0: shocking? That is. All right. All right. I, I know something now.
1: You know something. You learned something. You can say at least you learned something.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll learn a lot of things, but that so far is the most interesting thing I've learned.
1: So, um, we're going to start with the origin for the F word. Okay. I'm going to try and not say the F word or the S word, which is the other word that I'm going to be explaining some of the origins of just because oh, out of respect for you, of course, uh, you. you know, your wishes. Yes, um, And also I think it's funny to say words in lieu of them. I'll try not to say the F word so much and just say like Fig Newton. That's fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Frick. Fork. um, Fork. Fudge. I like fork. All right, so definition of fork ultimately about coitus, right? Yeah, that's that's what it that's what it has meant to us and to many people that's around what, the world. That's what it's meant. But it also has very um, a myriad of meanings and ways to, ways to interpret that word. Um, this is a quote from the from the show that I thought was very uh, poignant and very interesting. Curse words can cut, soothe, delight, frighten, insult and seduce interesting like it it doesn't just mean one thing where right. you know um and that's why i think the f word has a lot of power um so it didn't always mean get freaky up until the 13th century it just meant to strike something to blow or to hit which is funny because technically it still has it's like First definition in some sense, like if you say I'm gonna f somebody up like that's that's pretty much the same yeah, meaning that's true um so it didn't gain gain that meaning until the fourteenth century um this is also funny because you know how like my name is Smith, right yes, like that comes from like blacksmithing like that uh, some time ago, my family was blacksmithing. you know where I'm going with this uh-huh. there are people in that time period for you know a thousand or so years that are named John Leffer <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Roger F by the navel. That's his name. <laughs> um, so just like Taylor and Smith or, you know, um, Johnson, even like, you know, my son, John, uh-huh. that's just, that's just the way the names were. Um, there are, you know, a dozen or so John Leffers. and it's super funny to me. That's so weird. <laughs> Um so that just shows you how commonplace that word was to use back then. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't used for coitus. It was used literally to strike or to hit, just or to blow. beat somebody up. To, well, maybe uh, to beat somebody up sure, but I think probably what they were using it for like probably had something to do with smithing, like, you know, you know, smashing metal or like flattening metal. That's my idea. Okay. I don't know if that's 100% true or not, but, you know, moving on. Um, in the fourteenth century it got his notorious definition and carried it all the way to the Victorian era, the Victorian era, without being offensive. So it was just used like if you were to say, I'm going to have sex with somebody, you could say that word in short. And actually, people later came up with an acronym that were like, This is the origin of the word. It's like a you know, a smushing of it. And they would say fornication under consent of the king.
0: What? Whoa!
1: Fornication under consent of the king.
0: I've never heard that before. Um,
1: completely hogwash. It's not real. But but people came up with that later, and were like, that's what the word came from. It's Pretty but, clever. But yeah, it's pretty clever. But no, it's complete hogwash. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Little tidbit to throw in there as well. Um, <laughs>
0: fornication under the consent of the king. That's so funny <laughs> to me for some reason.
1: Um, so yeah, it got carried all the way to the Victorian era without being an offensive term, and during the Victorian era. Um, this is all, of course, in England where the English language, you know, originated. Uh, it was banned speech. It was, you know, banned for I don't know how long. But it was – it was. you weren't allowed to say it. So For some reason, it became offensive. My theory, and probably uh, this has some kind of truth to it, is, you know, some rich hoity-toity guy heard was saying the F word around somebody else, and they laughed. And then some peasant walked by and I said, ha ha, yeah, F you too. And he was like – I don't like it. I don't like it. And you know what? Now that's a peasant word and we're (laughs) going to ban it. No one can say it now. That's probably exactly what happened. Um, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I would do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The F word is not only the most used swear word by a large margin. It is also the most censored word. I
0: obviously I would see the second part of that coming, being the most censored. I didn't know that it would be the most used one
1: it is by a large margin and
0: only because so many people so many people are more sensitive to that word than any of the i guess lower tier curse words ones that people find less offensive that i feel like more people are comfortable using the i guess the quote unquote lower tier ones i figured they would be more used
1: right um and i'm gonna get to some of those like concerns and like you know why these words are censored and why they're treated that way in a little bit. Um, cause it gets very interesting. Like, you know, it, it's not just about these words were always offensive and now like it's just, it, it's something changed and you know, anyways, um, it's also used as a protest word, right? So if you, if you, it, it evokes an emotion that's like deeply, uh, like, deep disappointment and frustration. Um, a lot of people, um, and this was talked about in the in the series that I watched, um, hear the words, F the police. And I'm getting into some muddy waters here, but, like, hear me out. They immediately think that's disgraceful, that's dishonorable, you know, why do they hate the police, all this stuff. And I think, and I'm not alone here, that – when they were saying that they weren't just saying, man, the police suck. I want to break the law in peace. They they were, they were, you know, so disappointed and so let down by people who are supposed to be there to protect them and help them. Um, and this of course is in LA, uh, in the eighties. So it's very different than now. Right. Um, so that was the only word that was able to evoke that emotion in a song. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like those words are not there and it's used as a protest word today F the system you know that word is used in a very specific way it gets your attention it wakes you up it it causes still today you know 30 40 years later almost this emotion it it, it's the only word that's responsible for that emotion if, if that makes sense um and I find that to be very interesting
0: yeah, because I mean I can't imagine this song saying "down with the police, <laughs> screw the police," and it
1: started a cultural it started a cultural uprising that we'll get to in a little bit. And I I didn't know anything about this before, um, because our government kind of wanted to censor us in a sense. They wanted to be able to say, "No, you're not allowed to use those words," and everyone was like, "No." <laughs> uh, but the first, <laughs> um. That's basically all I had to say about the F word. Now we're moving on to sugar honey iced tea. Sugar honey iced tea. To be fair, I did not know that that was a, a, like a, what is it called? An acronym for that word? Mm -hmm. I did not know that that was was a thing.
0: So I only figured that out a couple years after I'd seen the movie Madagascar. (laughs) So here's what happens in Madagascar, right? Okay. They, and this is a, this is a, I haven't seen the movie in a couple of years, but this is a quick rundown. You know, they're in the zoo and then they leave the zoo. Right. And they're in their crates and they kind of get washed up on a beach. and can't really find each other. And the lion, who I believe is named Alex yes. and then Marty, the zebra. Mm-hmm. Right. They find each other on the beach. And so there's a slow motion shot and they're running towards each other. All happy, like a slow motion run on the beach. They're going to embrace each other in their arms as because the lovers apart have found each other again somehow on this beautiful beach. Yeah. And so they run into each other. And then, like, Marty's facial expression turns angry because he's blaming Alex for all the reason that they're there and whatever. So he gets angry. He's running at him. And in slow motion, Alex turns around to run away and goes, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, and runs away. and when i when i watched the movie i don't know first whenever i was a kid and growing up i was i would see that part and really not think anything of it i was like Yeah, words he That's said such
1: a weird
0: yeah and then move on and then i guess a couple years later i probably sometime while i was in early high school or something i had pieced it together and i, I thought about it and i was like they really just skirted around that word with an acronym in madagascar
1: you and, know you know the curse and shrek too yeah yeah, it, I mean, not Shrek two, but Shrek one. Yes, They cursed in Shrek one. I was like, well, that's pretty surprising. Yeah, but uh, I had to watch it recently.
0: Speaking I, of that, I think he was allowed to because he was saying it as a donkey. Oh, right. And for himself, it was a double meaning. Oh, well, there, the there's there's other
1: words it. in there too. Oh, they're all. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, speaking of that, back to where. Uh, just a uh, quick little side note. Um, I am nearly halfway done with watching the DreamWorks movies. So proud of you. Um. I'm not having the best time, <laughs> and I ha- I realized I watched a lot of the good ones first. I have a long way to go with all these really bad movies. But
0: wait, but you have yet to rewatch Shark Tale though.
1: I'm so, I'm dragging. your
0: your mood elevated once that happens. Your mood skyrocket guaranteed.
1: We're gonna get into this, and I don't want to. I just want to put that on the side note. That okay. episode is coming. Hopefully by March, it's a lot of movies, guys. It's so many. I, it's I we we did the math. I, we did the math. We counted all the theatrical releases, and it's like thirty movies. And I've watched like eleven or twelve so far. I don't have a lot of time to watch movies, and a lot of them are behind a paywall, so I can't like yeah. just you know shell out five hundred dollars or whatever to watch all the movies. So it's gonna take a while, but we're gonna get to it. We're gonna come back to that. I think it was episode two, wasn't it?
0: Some, um, that was probably like four, three or four, something like that.
1: Regardless, it was a long episode ago, and we yeah. we need to get that episode anyway, back. Back
0: to sugar honey ice tea. Back
1: to sugar honey ice tea. This one's actually more interesting to me than the F word. Really interesting. Okay. So it's it follows a very logical uh, progression to me, right? Um, it's a really old term, and it's pretty much always had the same meaning. S, you I mean, uh, know, sugar honey iced tea has always meant caca, poop. You know, it's always right. meant that. And it's it's been a common term for a long time, and it's had the same meaning since the Anglo-Saxon era.
0: Like that's, that's a long era. That's a lot of eras ago.
1: It's a lot of eras ago, um, and it was used commonly in that area where poop was a part of our daily lives. Right. So, um, but, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. Okay. So back before plumbing, people used to poop together. This is for real.
0: It was, I, a, it, was it was a group poop.
1: It was a group poop. So like imagine like a corral. Like a, a, <laughs> like just a room and there's like eight holes in the ground with like little little seats kind of. Okay. And everyone would just poop together. That's what public restrooms look like, no walls, no nothing. There was a sponge there to help you wipe your butt and that's it. It was disgusting, but it like it made everybody just kind of like it was a different time. And like, it
0: helped the crops grow. Win-win. <laughs> sure.
1: Um, it, It's hard to explain, like, it, why that word has to do with that. But the idea that poop is just a part of our daily life, people had to scoop poop and put them into the streets, you know, to get rid of their gray water. You know what I mean? Like, that was just right. a part of their daily lives. They would say, ah, oh, I got to grab this poop, you know. S word, insert S word here, Right, you know, and, you know, shove out the window into the street. Like, that's just what they did before sanitation, before that idea. And along with uh, people in Europe getting more richer um, and getting their own houses and having more rooms in their house and actually having a room where they rinsed and pooped in the same room.
0: Revolutionary.
1: Right. And that idea of privacy came into it, too. So then that word became something else it became a vulgar word because pooping was something you did largely by yourself unless you were still really poor so if you said that word you were looked at as lesser than or you were looked at as you know oh I, you guys don't poop to, you guys don't poop by yourself no more join the time it
0: seems like this common theme is uh A rich person does something different and calls word peasant word.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with, um, like specifically with F and S, like it has to do with like sexual hangups in in a sense. So like you know, if you are really just vanilla, let's just say you know, and you're you know religious, you think one man, one woman, all this stuff, you aren't going to use that word. Just because – even if, even back then, you weren't going to use that word just because people who use that word are not that way. They – and I'll get to that in a second too because it talks about censoring. Um, and it's, it was a very counter, counter culture movement where – I'll get to it in a moment.
0: With so, the holes in the ground? You said it's eight holes in the ground like a corral. I just imagine eight people pooping at the same time, right? And it's – a row of four holes in a row of four holes. Yep. And then so people on the far end go S and the second go H and the third go I and the fourth go T as they're pooping. And they're like spelling it out like cheerleaders I would, while they group poop.
1: I would love to do that.
0: That's what I imagine. Also,
1: group poop is a wonderful term. <laughs> you just came up with it. group poop. No, I want to be um, I want to be a
0: part of a group poop. I don't know why rich people were so were so ready to get rid of that were so ready to want that privacy because if they really were cheerleading the way that I think that they were <laughs> and they were having this communal bonding time.
1: I feel like it it definitely helped us see each other uh, cuz like the thing is I I I've said this before, not on the podcast but just in general. Like I don't see people as better than me normally. Like in a in a in a like psychological sense like yeah sure this person's a better singer than me or whatever but like like my boss for example he still poops uh-huh. on a toilet like that makes him the same as me for some reason and i feel like the reason why we have these you know people who are like i am powerful like is because we have privacy <laughs> we have sanitary toilets now if we bring back the group poop This this is a lot of episode of poop. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. This episode has been full of poop.
0: Which takes (laughs) me to another aside. Why don't we still use sponges? That seems way more effective as a wiping mechanism Um, than paper. Sponges seems – obviously, it gets dirty in one instance. But if you just had, like, a group of sponges, I think that's a way more effective wiping mechanism.
1: It was used for a long time. I think disposable paper and having it go down the system is just – more sanitary because it it takes the paper and flushes it away right even no matter how much you rub that sponge or or like clean that sponge it's still gonna have some caca in it and some germs
0: i'm gonna invent flushable sponges and it's gonna be a little more expensive than buying toilet paper but it's gonna be a much more effective wiping mechanism and i'm gonna invent them that's that's my new goal (laughs)
1: um another side note about flushable wipes because you just made me think of it yeah flushable wipes are horrible for the environment I hope that your your disposable sponges will at least be like completely fizzled out, like they. You know what?
0: You know what? They're gonna be biodegradable. They're gonna be poop degradable. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay.
1: I'm as ready. You,
0: as you wipe with this sponge, <laughs> any portion of the sponge that was used to wipe the poop also disintegrates. And just vaporizes into thin air.
1: I'm sure that won't damage your bum hole at all.
0: No, no, it's after <laughs> the fact. It's like a five second delay. You bring it up and you can look at it if you want, and then watch <laughs> it disappear into thin air. And then you can see how much sponge you have left, and then go and because people a few already into. do that.
1: They already just wipe and look at. Oh that's a dirty piece of paper. <laughs>
0: how do how do blind people know they're done wiping? That's well, what I want to know.
1: Well, do they? Do you look at your butthole?
0: No, but I look at the toilet paper. I take a wipe and I'm like, okay, still not done. And if Maybe I get a wipe that's finish. really not that's pretty clean, I'm like, okay. I'm done wiping. How do blind people know? Um, how do they know they're done? Well, do they got to gotta feel the paper and be like, oh, no, there's poop on that one. I'm not blind.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. Um, blind people, <laughs> hit us hit up. Us up. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag well, Milsky screen. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know when you're done wiping your bum hole? You're done wiping. How do you know? That was a chain of like three asides. Bring that, it, bringing it back. That was kind of you know, my gist on the, on the S word, right? Basically, as we separated ourselves from the process of poop, we cleaned our own poop for hundreds of years. We did all this as we separated ourselves from that and grew more private and grew more affluent. That word became less used. Now it obviously has a few more definitions. Like you can say, I'm the S word or you're the S word. And that's like the best compliment you can receive. Right. Right. Um, and, I think if you told someone like five hundred years ago, like s- someday someone's gonna. If you told someone, "Hey, you're the S word, man," <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about? Like that's ridiculous! Like how could you insult me like that?" It's kind of like you know had this reverse psychology sense to it. Um, which speaking of psychology brings me to my next point, and I'm actually really excited about this because I've always felt this is true, and I'm glad there's some science to back it up. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited to talk to you. About I'm this. so
0: excited to hear your
1: words swearing and psychology okay Okay. so when you swear you are probing the evolutionary mind so it's not like um let me get to let let me just finish my sentence you're doing something almost purely subconscious brain scans have shown that when you curse you're accessing different lobes of the brain than when when you're speaking or even using words like frick or shoot So when you say the actual word, you're you're accessing a, a, a piece of your brain that is different than when you say Frick or Shoot. For this reason, scientists have done myriads of experiments where you put your hand into a bucket of ice and they do this with many people. And they say, okay, you can say whatever you want. You can say F word, you can say this, that, or the other. You can say this and you tell the other people, you cannot say a curse word. You can use Frick, you can use Shoot, you can use whatever you want. You you can use, but you cannot say the curse words, and it shows. It, it 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 always it it almost always works to where the people who can curse are able to hold their hand in water almost double the amount of time than people who are using these subsequent words. They've used different words like like flipwizzle, and I I looked up you know was one of the words like they they made up their own curse words you know, just to show like this <clears throat> is not a this is not just about saying a word. It's about what the word means in your mind. And it gives you adrenaline when you say curse words, when you're, when you're, you know, um, so that means like you can become stronger by saying curse words. They've done weight tests with like athletes where they, where they're they're able to say, you know, F on every rep. (laughs) I'm serious. They've done these experiments F on every rep. And they're able to do more reps people who are, are allowed to say whatever they want or just work out normally. It's interesting. It's, and it's, it's unlike any other words that they've, that they've done research on. Um, so I, I think there's obviously something there when you think about what these words are achieving. These aren't just words that are like, bad. They're words that do something to your mind and psychology. Um, and a lot of people, when they talk about censoring things, like when they talk about censoring TV or they talk about censoring or not using curse words in public or anything like that, they always think about children. Right. Psychologists have done studies on children as well, and have shown that by age six, on average, children know between ten and forty curse words. Are by- there that many? There's a lot of curse words, and and I'm assuming they probably count the really low tier ones that we just mentioned, like piss and ass, like those ones. They know, on average, ten to forty. So, jeez, and and that and that. I think I knew zero. <laughs> well, and the thing is, that just goes to show you, like, no amount of censoring is going to protect every child in every way. No,
0: definitely not, because you know the, it depends on. You know, how the parents speak in the house and, as well. And and sometimes— Or the older siblings well, or whatever. So,
1: well, sometimes parents claim they don't curse at all, or they never cursed. And the child can learn words throughout different ways. It, it can be at school. It can be anywhere. Scientists aren't genuinely sure how kids learn these words because they they show up to these experiments, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, yeah, I know these words, what they mean, or I don't know what they mean. And it, it varies. It's And it's something that you can't measure. Right. There's no amount of harm that you can measure. Everybody says, hey, if you ha- if you listen to this music or if you listen to people say these curse words to you, you're going to turn into a maniac. And that's just genuinely not true. These kids who knew the curse words in the experiment, they're not all axe murderers now. Which I, I sure hope not. Which brings me to my last kind of topic. I hope I'm not going too short. No, we're good. We're good. OK. Censorship and fogies. And and who knows? Fogies. That's what I, I think call. That's a sandwich. That's what no hoagies a sandwich. Okay. Fogies is what I call people who are old and crickety and just shake their fists like this.
0: So like, super boomers.
1: Super boomers, but fogy
0: Okay, the, that's the name. Foggy is. The, I did not know that was a word. Um. Or if is that a made up word?
1: It's not a made up word. I've definitely heard the word before. How, um. How is it spelled? F-O-G-I-E-S is how I spelled it. And I didn't get a spell check on it. So. Fogies. Okay. Um,
0: I'm going to remember this one. I'm I, like, I want to remember this word.
1: <laughs> so this begs the question, why are curse words bad? This is one of the most interesting pieces I found in my little bit of you know research.
0: Right. This is the part that I think will interest me the most as well as why they became besides the whole eh, peasant word now right outside of that
1: um it really comes down to degrading people who you don't like and vilifying them in any way you can to the public this is just one of the ways to do that right so people who are upper class or you know royalty or w- insert whatever you know high class uh title you want there their goal is to degrade the lower class and make them you know subservient so that they can keep their seat right and this is just one of the ways to do that. Whether it be in 1985, where they're censoring music, or in 1855, where they're just censoring the word in general. In 1971, there was a Supreme Court case that made the F word and other curse words um, legal to say as part of protected speech. In what? Um, in when? When? 1971.
0: That's the year that it was made legal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was illegal up to that point.
1: So, not that it was illegal, but. There was in states in certain in certain areas they would ban that word. Right? Oh, and, so
0: there and, would like there would be repercussions in like jobs and stuff like right, that. Obscenity laws it. is what they called them. Okay,
1: and I'll get to that uh, soon because there cause there were obscenity laws all the way up to the nineties in certain counties. Wow. Um. So, uh, but 1971 it became protected speech by the Supreme Court. Um. So um people who disagree with curse words either had religious values that they tried enforcing on others or sexual hang-ups that they were uncomfortable with um and like i said it's the counter counterculture uh of like the 80s and 70s and 90s really right where they had you know people who were saying w- waking up and like having kind of like their own renaissance in a sense where there was just a boom of culture a lot of black culture um Rock and roll, like these kinds of things were happening. And the old fogies, like I just called them, uh, were just like gobbledygooks. Like they were just like. Excuse me? I I don't know the word to describe it. They were so hateful and spiteful of it. Okay. Even though, and it's funny too, I I, I was, the one that I guess thrown around this past year was WAP. The music video, the, the song WAP, how inappropriate and vulgar it is. And there's a song, what's the girl's name? Like back in the '30s, this really popular. It's not Aretha Franklin. I think it's Lucille Ball. Is that who I'm thinking of? Maybe. Um.
0: Definitely not Aretha Franklin. It,
1: well, it's it's an old black singer, like way way in the '40s '30s era, mm-hmm. jazz singer. Think like you know, really early jazz was singing this obscene, vulgar song that was about her titties and her nipples and all this stuff and sex. Like it was it was in that age and it was by this. I think it's by Lucille Ball. I don't remember the name of the song. I just saw it on Twitter or online somewhere, and it's it's a verified, you know, song, legitimately sung by her, and it it, right. it just goes to show that that dynamic, the old hates the young, or the you know, high in power hates the young in power, has been in in, in effect since the dawn of time. Uh, Plato is quoted by saying the Greek tragedies of his time are going to damage the children children's minds and make them crazy and, and want to murder people. And his student, Aristotle, disagreed with him. Like this dynamic has existed since the dawn of time. It, it'll forever be here. The generation, it's kind of like the generational, you know, disparity, how even we now, you know, being 22, look at like our 16 you know, younger sisters and go, why are they on their phones so much? Like, yeah. like, like we complain about that stuff. And like, we, 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 why don't they go outside and play? Like, why are they on their iPads? Like, that will forever be our argument. We had to play outside. We were the last kids to play outside ever. Like, we that,
0: were the last kids to play outside. And see, so
1: you're already smiling and saying, like, "Well, yeah, we were." But like, proud th- of it too. And like, I guarantee you, in the twenties, they're like. You know, everyone's looking at their newspaper. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Printed press. What's this all about? I want to write on a tablet. Like that's just <laughs> what—that's what their whole thing was. Look at me and talk to me. Look at me. So, um, in 1985, in a cultural melting pot of rock and roll and rap music on a steep incline, the Parents Music Resource Center was formed. Oh. <laughs> okay, this was a, a group that was formed by Tipper Gore. You may recognize her last name. She's Al Gore's, mm-hmm. uh. Betrothed And another woman That I can't remember her name But she was also married To a congress congressman Her name was Tipper Tipper Gore That's her name was
0: Tipper Gore <laughs> Jeez <laughs> They didn't really give her A chance did they <laughs> I
1: want to know Her last name Before she got married
0: <laughs> uh, Well You you keep talking I'm going to try And find out real quick Okay
1: Um What was their goal To control and regulate music That they deem vulgar go- for their children Um You got to think, this is at the peak of pop music in the 80s. So you had rap music, but you also had this rock and roll that was just so filthy. It was all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was the main pumping force of everything. Right. Uh, Did you find the name? No, you keep going. Okay. So, like I said, even today when you hear boomers and stuff like that talk about music— that's you know popular today that's all you hear it's too vulgar it talks about sex too much it glorifies these things why aren't we we were more religious we were more you know this that or the other that's the that's the argument and like i said it's the same argument they've been having um there's a the problem is they didn't want to just use like parental guidance stickers like cause that's this this court case is where those things came from the parental guidance stickers on like albums and stuff like that right. um
0: was it just a sticker that said uh, "Parents don't approve of this kind well, of"? You know, make, uh, you know how, be wary. You
1: know how like most rap albums will have a black sticker on the bottom that says "Parental Guidance Advised." Yeah, um, or what is it called? I think I think I'm using the wrong word. Let me see if I find it in my notes. Um, parental Advisory Stickers. Yeah. Um, that's the before that they didn't have any regulation. You can say whatever you wanted, have anything you want in the front of your album, which you still kind of can. They would just have a sticker on it. it the company, it's, it's like the. Uh, I don't know, like there's, a, there's a board that looks at your album and says, yep, parental advisory, bing, you have, you have a bad album or whatever. Um, <laughs> the problem is they didn't want to just do that. They didn't want to just regulate or like just say, hey, here's a warning label for all the parents out there. They wanted to outlaw the words. They wanted for no one to be able to say them. There is a quote from the Supreme Court case where one of the judges said, if if I hate the language they're using, if I could find a way to constitutionally ban them from making music again, I would. Wow. That's just hateful. Like that's And, and the thing is, too, a lot of this, um, because it's about rap music in particular and rock music, but rap music especially is really – it seems very racist, and, and there had no problems with it, you know, when the Beatles made music about this or whatever, you know, about drugs or anything like that, but as soon as people who are black start making music that is, you know, offensive, if you want to call it that, or just not your type of music or whatever, they start having really big problems with it and start bringing it to Supreme Court. Like, that to, that to a lot of people just was a, a big red flag. Um, it, it, a lot of it too was about rock and roll, which is why I don't think it's solely a race issue, but then you have the issue of like sexual hangups. A lot of rock and roll back in the day was about bondage and like, you know, uh, rape fantasy and all those kinds of things. So a lot of people and parents had concerns with their kids listening to that kind of music because of it's going to turn my child into a monster later on in life when, we know in reality most of those people are our parents (laughs) so you know they're not monsters they're normal adjusted people this is the same argument they've been having since the dawn of man right so um this obviously created stirs and eventually they came up with the warning label parental advisory stickers on albums right The people who during this time wanted to ban curse words, we're just trying to invalidate people they disagree with by calling them vulgar and pop improper, as if to say vulgar language is a sign of lack or lack of intelligence. Um, so that's another argument I see levied all the time. Whenever people say you know curse words, often they get labeled as unintelligent. Or you know, not very smart or not very lingual. Right. Um, I had a psychology professor, professor try to explain that to me. He's like, you know, instead of saying "f" this, you can say like many different words instead of that. I'm like, well, yeah, but the "f" word's really fun to say. <laughs> um, and the "f" word is so colorful and so it has so many different meanings. It can mean it can mean a myriad out of emotions as well. Um. It just to me, I I, I I see your point, right? We should try to learn more words. Our, the English language is so wide and diverse, and having a good vocabulary is a very good thing. I don't think that means don't say curse words. You know what I mean, right? Um, that that itself is not a reason to not say curse words. I think the English
0: um, language is too wide, too wide. I think there are too many words that mean the same thing. Get rid of some of them. Let's just start. Let's just start weeding out some of the words that nobody uses anymore, which. I could come up with a list later, but there are words that nobody says because they don't want to. And it kind of sounds a little pretentious and no one wants to be that person anymore. Let's just get rid of them. There are too many of them. The dictionary is too big and I want to read all the books in the world. And I really don't feel like reading the dictionary because it's too big. (laughs) Once I lessen the dictionary, then
1: I'll read it. So this gets into some of the most messed up um, stuff that I found in my research, right? literal obscenity laws exist. And there's tons of cases where people just literally got arrested and put on trial for saying curse words. And in the nineties, there was a group, a popular rap group called, um, two live crew. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were reportedly coming to headline in Florida. Wouldn't you know it? Um, and a, in a, uh, a district judge banned them from selling their music, uh, in the area and banned them from performing live there uh before they ever came down the course they came down and performed <laughs> there. and they arrested obviously. they arrested them live on stage jeez they arrested one of the uh one of the, the leaders of the rap group and he was eventually acquitted um uh, from from his charges obviously and yeah. and, and uh the the ban was lifted and they were able to sell their music and it boosted their popularity that's another thing about the whole uh Parental, parental advisory stickers. This made kids want to buy those records more, yeah. like a hundred percent.
0: The second they saw that parents thought maybe you shouldn't listen to it, their little dumb kid brains like, <laughs> "Oh, that means I definitely want to be a part of this."
1: Like that. That just that just helped pour gasoline on the fire that was, you know, their kids. And I, I don't know. I I just think that that whole thing is pointless, and it's pointless today too because we purchase and. And listen to music in completely different ways than we did in the '90s and '80s. Right? You know, you had to go to a record shop or a CD store and buy the CD and put it in a radio or a a, a, you know a Walkman or something like that. Now you can you can find eight different ways to listen to music that your parents say no to. If you're smart enough, you can go on YouTube, you can illegally stream it, you can Spotify it, whatever, or you can go to your friend's house and pop their earbuds in. Like, that's that to me. You will never, ever, ever get your kid from not listening to that kind of music or, or, and I know this is turned into like a music censorship thing and a TV censorship thing, but I I, I want to put it like this because this is the, the exact same thing that happened. Well, okay. Let me put it this way. It's how do I put
0: this? I'll be here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to, how to put it. It's, it's the same tools that they use. To degrade people for other things, it's just it's the same trick used over and over again. If you if you make people feel shameful for the words they use or the actions they, they, they do or whatever, you can control them, and that's a way of control. whatever they can do to get you, to control you or keep you in line is what they'll do. And that's to me, using your language, and it's one of the first things that our founding fathers said. You know what? You should be able to say whatever you want. Even if it's like super super dumb, like that's one of the first things they had in their mind. You have to be able to say whatever you want, and even now, two hundred years later, in the in the nineties and eighties, and even today, with you know censorship laws in movies and in you know in in uh, TV shows, like even in the sixties, um, there was laws that were banned uh, that banned uh, curse words in movies. But then, or, or like they had a whole list. You can't have sex in movies. Anything like right up until the 60s. Um, and European movies wanted to come over and compete with us in like our own uh movie awards and stuff like that. They wanted to put their movies on the film festivals and stuff like that. And they all had like sex scenes in them and they were talking about drugs and like you know violence. And like we couldn't accept those movies, and those movies were obviously great. <laughs> so we we started changing our rules, and you can see like a steady progression where. Movies in America were strictly about, like, America, you know, a family, or a little girl. And then <laughs> in the 60s and 70s, stuff started getting more uh, provocative. You started seeing stuff about mental illness. You started seeing stuff about sex and about war and about, you know, um, controversy and, you know, stuff that interests humans, not just super cookie-cutter, you know, musicals type things. Right. You know, and I, I feel like that you only get that with free speech. You only get that with the ability to say whatever you want. And I, and I, I say this to a degree, right? Because obviously there's a huge thing right now going around about Twitter bands and social media bands. Right. Right. Um, there's a certain little somebody who loves to use Twitter who just got banned a couple days ago. And that's everybody's go-to is well what happened to free speech? What you know, his platform is he's being deplatformed on purpose. First of all, the man's president. Like, he has the platform. Mm-hmm. He he can turn on a microphone anytime and say whatever he wants. In fact, I'd rather him do that instead of tweeting, because that'd be the most hilarious thing ever if he just like came on TV and was like. Uh, it's stealing an election, <laughs> election fraud, I'm still president, I'm not going to inauguration, and then just like just every 15 minutes some he Some small that.
0: bald man leans into the screen and says, <laughs> uh, this has not been verified, <laughs> this information is possibly false about the election.
1: He can do that whenever he wants. He can say whatever he wants, but it, the private company has the right to quell his... Lies, let's just call them what they are. They're lies a lot of the time, uh, if they're being harmful and for years, they seem like they weren't harming anybody. And obviously we've learned that people are very capable of, of being, of using those lies and creating something, creating a monster. And in that way, I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You can say whatever you want, but your words can still hurt, and your words can still, you know, stir up emotions in you and stir people that you, and and do things get out of control. That you can't, you can't control the tongue. You know what I mean. You can't control the tongue and the mind. A lot of, a lot of, you know, I hate to bring scripture into this. I don't like talking about scripture anymore. But well, thankfully, I love it. The tongue is the rudder of everything. You know, it, it 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 gauges everything. I don't know what else to say. I'm on a
0: rant now. Well, like you said, words can w- – words have a lot of power. Swear words are not. They have a lot of power to do, like you said, to hurt and to harm and to put people down. And I think the only way around that out of censorship is reciting this verse. And this is how the verse goes. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We speak it into existence and words can't hurt you. Obviously kidding. Outside of that, the whole thing about swear words, I don't I don't really understand. Now I do understand how they got put into this position of bad. No, we don't like that. Our kids aren't safe. I, I don't want to be insulted in this way. So do you think that will ever – because you said, like, you've seen this natural progression of becoming more acceptable but still being, you know, censored in areas of TV or whatever your movie rating is because of the amount of curse words or certain curse words. So do you see the progression going to some state in 50, 70, 100 years where just nobody cares anymore? Just kind of – like, in in all – belief systems non-belief systems tv corporations music where everyone's just kind of at a point where they say eh, it's just words say the words anywhere i guess who cares
1: one can only hope i think that'll free a lot of people from this rigid um relationship with generations and I and I, that's why I say it, one can only hope because I do not think that will ever happen. There will always be something that is seen as taboo to the dr- generation older, that to the generation younger entices them and wants them to be like that's what they want and desire. And it's a, it's a cultural shift. Cultural shift is never comfortable for everybody, right? You know, in the 80s and 90s, it was obviously very uncomfortable to old people because they they wanted to outlaw words or outlaw you know uh, what what music could come out and how it came out and. And do all of that. That, 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 was their, that was their idea and what they thought was right for their children or, you know, whatever. I truly think that those people were just religious or uptight or whatever. And they just, they felt like because they have that power and that seat or whatever, or their husband has that seat, you know, they can enforce the law that says, no, you can't do that. And it's all about power. If you feel like you have power, I mean think about how much power Plato must have must have felt. You know? Right. I I'm this great mind, I'm this philosopher. Of course you probably wouldn't know that for a hundred, you know, however many years, but you know, he's this philosopher, he's probably very prideful. And Aristotle was like, These Greek tragedies are pretty cool. He's like, those are gonna poison your mind. It's that same, you know, and then back we and, made, forth. and then we named a
0: kid's toy after him. So what does it really say about the people <laughs> in power?
1: I mean, it, it really it really like I said, I I don't think that this will ever change. I think th- I think I think eventually we'll probably work look at the word the s word like we look at the word like we look at the word crap, you know, because C- words definitions change and their context change mm-hmm. and everything. I think eventually, sure, we'll look at that, but there will always be something else, something else will become taboo, and the older generation will despise it and revile it, try to outlaw it, and the younger generation will go, well, if I can sneak around, I can get it. (laughs) I hope I made sense. I know I ramble a lot, and I, I, I lose track of my words, and my tongue moves faster than my brain.
0: I think we all have that problem. I especially have that problem, which is why I stutter. I stutter so much. My tongue, just, maybe we shouldn't have started a, a podcast. <laughs> we started we a of, of, budget, we uh, can't, back I mean, <laughs> we can't even get the words out about not doing this anymore. <laughs> is this the
1: last episode?
0: You know what, everybody? This is it.
1: Thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, tuning thanks in. for coming we along. We couldn't even
0: make it to 10 episodes. No, that's we, sad. We made it to eight. If we even post this now, because now I'm self conscious.
1: <laughs> you know what, Kyle? we've inspired the minds of many and we should we should carry on even despite our our linguistic challenges all right i'm trying to speak ultra slow and articulate so i don't sound like a buffoon i will
0: bear this cross for at least one more episode <laughs> for, at least,
1: <laughs> for at least one more episode kyle i would like to know before we exit this podcast okay have i at least in some sense Changed your mind? Change your views? Like, do do you plan on ex ex ex, ex okay um entertaining the thought of well, using some of these words maybe in the distant future? And I was
0: thinking about if I was gonna have the chance to say the thoughts that were in my brain, which mm-hmm. are these. I obviously growing up with the religious background that I had, the way I was raised was no cussing, bad, don't do it, and I was like okay so I didn't mm-hmm. and then you know somewhere in like the middle of middle school I got into this phase of I'm around my friends I'm a cuss with them as long as they're not my church friends like people I was in band with or whatever mm-hmm. and i would a cuss and then at some point after that I felt you know convicted is the word in my beliefs and I, was like, and I said okay no more and at this point in my life i you know cuss all you want i like I don't like I don't clench my butthole when I hear a cuss word because I'm like, oh, now I'm suddenly uncomfortable. they they exist. People say them, whatever.
1: Um, like I don't have a problem with. H- how do you feel knowing that they're they're meaningless? There's no like, oh, this word means something bad and you shouldn't say it because it's a curse. Like, how do you how do you feel knowing that that's like,
0: well, looking at their origins and knowing that they were meaningless from the start is one thing, but like we were talking about cultural shift, the way the culture has shifted is that now they're you know now now they're they were meaningless and now they have this connotation to them that is fairly deeply rooted within me even if I, even if I really tried to uproot that right I don't really have a desire to to curse period like I don't actively avoid the words when i when I have a thought and I'm, i' I don't think I want to use this word. I'm going to use a different one instead, right? I I don't actively avoid them. I just don't use them. Nor do I really have a desire to. So, like, I don't have a problem with people that do, obviously. But I just, I that's just not a part of me, and I I really feel no need to try to make it a part of me. You know, does that make sense?
1: It does, and I can respect that. I just. I feel like because you haven't felt it in such a long time, <laughs> the the power of, like, the F word. Like, and I and, I, and I know you—I pretty much know what your answer is going to be, but I'm still going to ask it. Would you be willing to try and curse right here on this podcast?
0: I knew you were going to ask this question.
1: W- would you—would you—would you at least— because I I feel like I've done a pretty good job of skirting past the curse words, as as some would say, right. past this, and I feel like you could re- return the favor to me by slamming right into one of them. No,
0: right that now. is that is that that's a <laughs> that's a that's a two to one ratio. <laughs> All you had to do was not say words that you're perfectly comfortable with, and then make me say words that I just am not comfortable saying.
1: Well, the, you just said you weren't you weren't uncomfortable saying them.
0: No, I said I'm not. I'm not uncomfortable around people who say them like people say them like I'm like, I'm not a prude. Like when people say I'd like, I'm not just like, oh, no, I'm uncomfortable. And this person is the worst person than I thought that they were just myself, because like this is how I've always been. So if I were to say it, I would immediately feel the pang in my I if I said that. Right. Right. I would not feel power. I know exactly what I would feel. I would feel this this pang in my chest that goes, ooh. That was bad. No, don't do that. Oh, the, co- even, if the conviction said, is rising. even if
1: you just said even if even if you just said like
0: even if it wasn't directed at anybody degrading them or putting them down or just yelling at the situation if it was just said into the abyss, I would still feel this. I, I would still feel this 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 knock this knock on my door uh, in my chest going, "Hey, don't do it. stop that." That ain't, I would I would not feel power for sure. I would feel. I would feel smaller. Okay,
1: maybe you wouldn't feel power but you'd feel like like release, like cath- like I feel like there're chains on your Kyle. No,
0: I would feel smaller. <laughs> I would I would feel smaller if I did. You don't know cuz you won't try. But I will respect that. And it's the same way that I know for a fact that if I shaved my head bald, I would glisten in the sun. It's the same thing. I know what the outcome Weird, is going Weird, but okay. I know what the outcome is going to be even without doing it.
1: Maybe, maybe one day I'd, I can I'd, hear you. I can hear those glorious lips utter of the
0: don't call s- my lips glorious. <laughs> I want to focus on the group poop part of the podcast. <laughs> 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 let's talk. Let's talk more about that.
1: Maybe another time that
0: I'm willing to right here on the podcast <laughs> that I'm willing to do. <laughs>
1: um, well, I hope you guys uh, learned something at least. I would recommend, even though I haven't watched the entire thing to go watch that Netflix series, it's fairly interesting and there and there i I have a feeling there's stuff that there that uh is goes delves further into this idea of censoring and how how and why we censor things and um stuff that I really just didn't have time to watch, but also like I said, I didn't want to glean my entire thesis. I cannot stop hiccuping for the life of me, gleaning my research. From just one Netflix special, so I wanted to do my some, my own research and dig a little bit. Yeah, it was a good call. Um, what do you think? Did I do a good job?
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. Did you I, learn anything? Yeah, I mean, I learned the Anglo-Saxons group pooped. <laughs> I learned that a lot of this stuff ends up being meaningless because of you know power. Um, you know, parental advisory started to try and um, to censor music. Jonah Hill has the most cuss words yeah. in movies, and then it's Leo, and then Samuel L. Jackson. Shocking, shocking to say the least. If I really anybody thought it was actually
1: Sam. guessed Jonah Hill like on the first try? I'll I'm, give you a dollar. I'll give you I'll give you a hug.
0: All right, so I give the money now. I'm just. I'm the. I'm the money pockets. <laughs>
1: you are definitely in the money pockets. I am Dang. the broke one. <laughs> um, folks, we're excited to see you next time. Until then, have a good one. Stay blessed and Saganara. Much love. Much love.